Welcome to Beyond the Lines. I'm your host, Jason Davis. You can follow this podcast on Facebook at Beyond the Lines Podcast, on Instagram, Beyond the Lines Podcast, on Twitter at underscore Beyond the Lines, and also on TikTok at Beyond the Lines Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or show ideas, you can email me at btlpodcast213 at gmail.com. This episode is sponsored by Davis Vending. If you're in the Tampa area and you need a snack or drink machine for your employees or customers, contact Davis Vending at 813-530-6763 or email them at davisvending71 at gmail.com. Davis Vending offers great service and at affordable prices. For all your vending needs, contact Davis Vending. This is episode number 57, and today I'll be discussing The Defender in Lacrosse. This is the first episode in my brand new Spotlight series where I'll be putting the spotlight on a particular position in different sports. So now, let's meet this episode's guest. My guest today is Cameron. She's a high school lacrosse player. Cameron, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So today we're talking about the defender in lacrosse. And being that you play lacrosse, I have you on the show to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about what it is to be a defender in lacrosse and lacrosse sport as a whole, okay? Yeah. All right. So first of all, how long have you been playing lacrosse? I've been playing lacrosse, I want to say, for about seven years, about third or fourth grade. I'm a sophomore now. So yeah, about seven years. Okay. And what got you interested in lacrosse? I just quit gymnastics. It just wasn't feeling it anymore. And I was just being lazy, I guess. So my parents wanted me to do something. I didn't want to do basketball or soccer. So my mom found the clinic and I told her I didn't like it. But she doesn't listen to me, so she signed me up for it, and then I guess I learned to love it from then. <laughs> All right, you're in Maryland, and mm-hmm. lacrosse is incredibly popular in Maryland. Yeah. The sport has grown so much in its popularity, and it's stretched out into many other states now. Right. Talk a little bit about just how popular it's become since you started playing lacrosse. I hadn't even heard of lacrosse before I started playing or watched a game, anything like that. Especially being in the community, I'm like, I guess as a black person, I've never heard of lacrosse. It's more like basketball, football. I guess over the years, the last couple of years, it's become more popular because I guess people in schools, you know, everyone in schools is playing it or some of your friends, you can get them into it. They're playing it. Different friend groups learn about lacrosse and actually know what it is. Come to games, support each other. And then they tell their friends. So I think it's just starting, whether it's through like viral clips or just like local sporting events against, I guess, rivalry teams. I think it's just become a popular sport for like competitive people. You brought up the point about being a black lacrosse player. Talk a little bit about what it's like being a black lacrosse player, being that it's not a sport that most black people play, whether it's a male or female. Mm-hmm. But as time has gone on, more and more black athletes are getting into lacrosse. Talk a little bit about what you see in terms of when you're playing club lacrosse and you're traveling all over the country playing lacrosse and seeing black athletes actually playing lacrosse. Yeah. So I know when I first started lacrosse, I was one of like two black people, I think, on lacrosse out of maybe 18, probably more players. You know, so I felt uncomfortable. You know, you just feel like you don't belong. I've gotten used to it. I've gotten used to, I guess, being one of the only. But when you go to events and you see more black people than just yourself and maybe your mom or your dad, 
it's really comforting to know that other you're like you're not alone. But I definitely think more people that are of color, just more diversity is needed in lacrosse because it's still a very, I guess, just not very spread throughout. Gotcha. Not represented in terms of many nationalities, correct? Right, right, right. Okay. What are some of the states you've been to in, in club lacrosse? Well, I've been all of the East Coast, New Jersey, Florida, North Carolina, obviously Maryland, Pennsylvania. Just came back from Texas, okay. Delaware, Virginia. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are most of the states. And so talk a little bit about the competitive nature in terms of club lacrosse versus playing lacrosse in high school. Yeah, club lacrosse is definitely way more competitive. It's way more serious. Everyone's relying more on their club experience for when it comes to college, film, rankings of those club programs. And then when it gets to high school, it's way different for everyone. I would say for me personally, like TJ, all across program is just building. So we're not expected to win a lot of games. We're not expected to have a lot of talent, which is why we have to put in so much work so early on, which is why we're constantly trying to find people to play lacrosse and, you know, start people younger in the feeder schools to kind of play lacrosse so we can have a good team. But like schools in New York or like a lot of private schools, like Good Council. There's a bunch of private schools, especially in Baltimore, because that's like the lacrosse hotbed area. Their high school is just as competitive as their club season, just because all of those girls, some girls like fly in from Colorado just to play for those schools. So I think it really varies from what school system you're in. But I would say in general, club lacrosse is way, way more competitive than high school. Okay. As we mentioned earlier, lacrosse is one of these sports that has grown exponentially in its popularity. But still, there are people who aren't aware of what lacrosse is and and how the sport is played. Mm -hmm. So what would be two or three things that someone who has never played the sport may not know about lacrosse? Well, I would definitely say girls and boys across are almost two different sports, but for the most part in lacrosse, it's not like soccer where everyone lines up facing each other or football where everyone lines up facing each other going the opposite direction. In lacrosse, everyone's spread throughout. You have attack, who's trying to score the goals. You have defense, who's trying to stop the other team from scoring the goals. You have a goalie who's in the goal trying to stop the ball. You have midfield who kind of goes all the way up and down the field. And then I guess the lines, you have lines that you're not allowed to cross based on your position. So I guess those are like the two main things I'll tell people when watching lacrosse that are really evident and can be confusing. Okay. And you mentioned that boys lacrosse and girls lacrosse are almost like two different sports. Right. There's different rules for girls and boys in lacrosse. What would be a few of those major differences between the two? I would definitely say the, I guess, fouls or what's considered a foul in boys across are definitely allowed to be more aggressive. Cross-checking when your stick is horizontal, you're allowed to push into people. Well, that's a big, like, I guess, no-no in girls across. And then girls across, we have what's called a 12-meter and 8-meter, which are, I guess, arcs around the gold cage. And boys across, there's none of that. So the structure when most girls' teams set up is around the 12. Boys' teams, it's a lot more free. So they don't have what's called shooting space. They don't have dangerous shots, things like that. Girls across, I would say, is more focused on safety because we don't have as much equipment as boys do. And boys are allowed to be a lot more aggressive. Okay, and from what I understand as well, girls wear, I guess you would call them goggles, where yeah. the boys wear helmets, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay. Now, more specifically to your position as a defensive player in lacrosse, I know that your ultimate goal is to stop the defensive player from scoring, mm-hmm. but talk a little bit about what goes into playing defense from a strategy and technique standpoint. Yeah, so defense, I guess the main thing that me personally I'm focusing on, I'm focusing on my attacker who's trying to score on me. Their dominant hand, if they're normally a righty in their, I guess, directly in front of the cage at the 12, if they're a righty, I'm going to try and force them to use their left hand. If they're a lefty, I'm going to try to force them to use their right hand. I'm trying to force them out and away from the goal 
so they have a way lower percentage shot than if they were to use their strong hand and be right on top of the cage. So I'm focused on where their shooting hands are and then using their weak hand. And how do you determine whether they're right hand dominant or left hand dominant? Most players will always try to force to their dominant hand. It's usually really evident when you first, I guess, set up for the draw. A lot of players will have their spick in their dominant hand. That's just what's normally comfortable. So before the draw even starts, before the whistle starts to start the game, look at your player, look at who you're on, and you can turn to turn, okay, that's a lefty, okay, that's a righty, okay, maybe they're ambidextrous, and it's going to be more of a difficult task for me. Gotcha. And what skill sets must you have to play defense in lacrosse? I would say good footwork and then really good communication. Talk to any lacrosse player, communication is a key thing on defense. Because you're working as a unit, you want to be like a wall, and when you shift, the whole wall has to shift or else there's a crack in it, and then that's an easy goal for the other team to score Okay. And are there any lacrosse players defensively that you model your game after? I don't know if there's any lacrosse players that I defensively, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like an aggressive defender. I might be on accident and be an aggressive defender. A lot of Maryland defenders are like very disciplined and they take risk when it's necessary. So I would say a lot of Maryland defenders, uh, I carried a fleece from Syracuse. I like how she plays defense. Emma Trenchard, she's really, I guess, compact, but she's really quick and aggressive out there. But just lacrosse players in general, Kayla Trainer, I like her stick work, Dana Doby. So yeah, those are two players. Okay. And who are your favorite lacrosse players and what is your favorite college lacrosse program? That's a good question. Everyone likes Charlotte North. I definitely like the power behind Charlotte North. I like the stick work and just how effortless Kayla Trainer makes everything look. Dana Doby, she's really flashy. Yeah, I think those are some of mine. And then right now, I think my favorite lacrosse program is Syracuse. I think that partially because Kayla Trainer coaches them and she used to play for them. And then also their incoming class. I've watched a lot of them play and they're all really good. North Carolina, they're really good too. They're getting a lot of talent this year. So I'd say those are some of the top two programs that I look up to or that I like. Okay. Now, as a defender, are you able to score in lacrosse? As a defender, yeah, you can score. I think it's rare as you get older as you get into more I guess competitive brackets when I was younger I used to like run down the field and just score without passing it off now it's more difficult because you have to communicate with your team who has to hold back so you're not off sides and then by the time that's happened the other team is usually able to adjust their defense I would pass it off to an attacker a midfielder and then they would get their offense going but you, you can score in lacrosse as long as you're on sides as a defender okay and what is one good thing about playing defense and one bad thing about playing defense One good thing about playing defense, I think, is the power you feel or the adrenaline rush before you're about to make contact with the girl who has the ball or maybe without the ball because you feel in control and there's a lot of things going in your mind at the moment, like forcing here, forcing here, make sure your stick is not horizontal so you don't get checked, communicating with your team. So I definitely say the adrenaline is like one of my favorite things. One of the negative sides is that you don't really get as much praise as the offensive players who are scoring the goals. Okay. And you mentioned the word communicate quite a bit. So I'm assuming that's the main key when you're playing defense and lacrosse. 100%, yeah. Finally, what advice would you give to a young girl who has never played lacrosse before, but maybe thinking about playing? Don't be scared. I know my first ever practice, I was so nervous. I couldn't do anything. It takes a lot of patience. The concept for the most part, it was really easy to get down. It's the skill that takes a lot of time and a lot of practice. And everyone, myself, the pros, college players, are always continuing to improve their stick work, doing wall ball, stick tricks, just to be more comfortable with the stick in our hand. So, yeah, that's something I'll tell young players is just to stick with it and be confident in yourself. 
Cam, that's great advice. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show and talking about lacrosse. I wish you a lot of success this year in club and in high school lacrosse. And I look forward to seeing you sometime playing in college. Of course. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Bye. Once again, I'd like to thank Cameron for joining the show. If you enjoyed this episode, I ask that you share it with a friend. Also, I ask that you support the show by making a small donation. All you have to do is click on the support the show link in the show notes and donate. If you donate, you'll get a shout out in a future episode. And I thank you in advance. Please tune in for the next episode. And as always, thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you.